Hey, it's Neville Medora here. And today I'd like to talk to you about the declining value of speakers at conferences. So I've attended about 100 plus conferences. And towards the end of that streak, it seemed kind of dumb to watch a speaker talk on stage. And here's why in about three things. It's a, one, I can watch a better version of the speech online. Two, I can take better notes watching online. And then three, the value of the conferences is more about the connections you make, not necessarily the speakers you see. So let's break that down a little bit. Number one, I can watch a better version of a conference speech online. So before any conference, I would usually watch videos and podcasts of the main speakers. And this has been enabled by YouTube and such. And the interviews I'd watch with them on YouTube or a podcast were honestly better planned out than the actual speech better edited than the actual speech, better than a real life presentation they could give. I was able to watch these at 2x speed, so absorb all the information half the time. I was able to listen on the go instead of just sitting in a conference room. I was able to listen to multiple interviews with the speaker, not just their conference one. So often I learned more from watching free videos online about the speaker than watching them in real life. So if I can watch better versions of their speeches online for free, whenever I want, wherever I want, however I want, pause, stop, et cetera, then the value of coming to a conference to see a speaker has been massively eroded, which gets back to my original thesis that there's a declining value of speakers at conferences. And then here's the second reason I think there's a declining value of speakers at conferences. I can take better notes watching speeches online. So one of the main benefits I get from conferences was taking copious notes. So back around year 2005 or so, it felt like attending conferences allowed me to see and hear conversations I would never otherwise be exposed to. So I'd come back with tons and tons of notes that I would scribble in my notebook or tablet and have just tons and tons of notes from each conference and each and every speaker. But now I can do the same thing at home on YouTube or from a podcast without the need to attend a conference to get those notes. In fact, thanks to the magic and collaboration of the internet, you can usually go to something like podcastnotes.org and get crowdsourced notes for almost any podcast or speech you listen to. So I often, in fact, get better notes when watching a YouTube video or a podcast from a conference speaker rather than on the fly writing notes at an actual session. And here's the reason for that. It's like at when you're watching at home, you can take notes in a proper environment. Whereas at a conference, oftentimes you're sitting next to a bunch of people, you're crammed in and you're kind of like writing on your leg or something like that, right? So you're not, you're not just sitting in a conference chair at home, you're sitting at your desk and you could pause and stop and start. You could also watch at 2x speed if needed and get through twice the amount of material at the same time. I mean, the biggest part I think is that you could pause, start, stop, start. You could pause, stop, start the video so you can make diagrams or drawings. Um, I love making images and visual representations of things. It's very difficult when you're listening to a speech to do that on the fly. And then the other big thing is you can watch multiple interviews by the person. So let's say you're at a conference and the person who's interviewing the person kind of sucks. And it's not a very good conversation. Well, guess what? You probably watch another interview by that same speaker on YouTube or a podcast for free. So this has inherently changed the value proposition of a conference. No longer is watching a speaker talk on stage for 45 minutes the main attraction, because honestly, you could do this at home and you could do it better. Number three, the value of conferences is actually in the connections you make at the conferences, not the speakers you see at the conference. 
So now that there's podcasts and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, and you can see all these speakers speak just anytime you want, the magic of a conference becomes less about seeing the speakers talk and more about mingling with other attendees and making connections. That's the actual value here. You see, at conferences where I was a speaker, one of the most magical times was when there was a speaker dinner. I personally found the most value from hanging out with the speakers, not just watching them talk about a very singular generic subject that they have to deliver to an audience of hundreds or even thousands. So one of my favorite experiences was with my buddy, Alex McClafferty at a conference. And while we're sitting at a small table in a high traffic area, skipping the speeches, mind you, we wrote, ask anything on my iPad and set it up on a table in a busy area and basically held like an office hours. So people would say, see this little uh, thing that says, ask anything. And they would come up and be like, hey, uh, what do you do? Whatever. They just strike up a conversation. And we met 10 times more interesting people this way by actually skipping the speeches and doing this and talking to other attendees than we did at any other previous conference like it. So the speakers had little to do with this other than maybe attracting the people through the door. But honestly, the value of a conference is in the connections that you make at it. So what is the future of conferences? I still think the speaker lineup at a physical conference is pretty much the number one thing to attract people. So I don't think it's like bad or anything. It still is the number one thing to attract people. However, I think the value adds of a conference are very quickly changing. So I think the same rough formula for conferences is still good, but just different percentages of before. For example, here's what I would do for a modern conference. So for a modern conference, I would focus 30% on the speakers, and then spent 30% of that energy on breakout sessions, then 30% on live workshops, perhaps from the actual speakers, and then 10% of it would be assisted networking. This is almost like speed dating, but it wouldn't be called speed dating, like speed meeting, where you make people talk to each other for maybe two, three minutes each. That way they meet a lot of attendees and some of them they might not really click with, but some of them they might. And that would really, really help make people get friends at the conference rather than just relying on themselves to make friends. Uh, so one of the most unique conferences I ever went to was Summit at Sea. It basically felt like Burning Man, except on a luxury cruise boat. It had 3,000 attendees on a luxury cruise boat and you go into international waters. And so you're, the cool thing is, is that all the attendees and speakers are stuck together for, for about four days in international waters and you can't really leave. So. The thing about this is that you actually hang out with everyone. Whereas a lot of conferences, the main speakers, the really high profile ones, would just kind of give the talk and then leave right after their talk. So you're only left to mingle with the other conference attendees, not the speakers. But at this one, the speakers were stuck there, so they had to stay. So for example, me and my buddy Mickey were just hanging out in the morning, skipping a talk. There was like tons of talks at the same time. And we saw Gary Vaynerchuk uh, the famous business guy wandering around. And so we said, what's up? And me, the three of us, like literally just sat on the floor and chatted for 45 minutes. And while his speech was awesome and great and all that kind of stuff, and honestly, I've seen him talk about the same subject on YouTube a million times. But while the speech was awesome, that quality hanging time of just the three of us hanging out together was far more memorable. I always remember that. And I got a lot out of that. So that conference felt super different because it was a mixture of arts and tech smashed together and everyone was kind of forced to mingle because you're all in the same cruise boat, meaning you're all in a very confined space. So just walking around to go to lunch, you might see Eric Schmidt of Google or Kimball Musk 
or Kendrick Lamar or Quentin Tarantino or band members from the Thievery Corporation practicing in the jam room. You know, it was one of those things where they smashed everyone together and you actually get to meet those people on an intimate level, not just seeing them on a talk. So the rise of niche events, let's talk about this. Previously, it used to be very difficult to promote and throw a conference. So we're like these gigantic events everyone would go to, and then you would try to find like-minded people within them. It kind of reminds you of like South by Southwest. It used to be the only tech conference. Now there's tons of different tech conferences. And the reasoning is ticketing for conferences can be easily done by software now. So this allows the rise of all these niche events to come up. You don't have to have a whole team just to handle ticketing anymore. It could all be done through software like Eventbrite or something really easily. You could also create groups for niches that could easily be done through Facebook. So if you have a machine learning group, well, and you have 20,000 members on Facebook, you could easily throw a conference and 1% of those people might actually show up. Also, you can promote a conference very easily within these groups, making these niche events possible. And also the internet makes it really easy for people to communicate across regions. So it's easier to have a built-in group of friends at a niche of conference by the time you get to a conference. Like, I don't really like going to a conference alone if I didn't have friends going. I would always only want to go if I had at least a couple of friends going. That way I have a base. And because, you know, it's kind of weird to just show up at a conference and you don't know anyone. You really have to network and stuff. And fortunately, I was kind of good at that. But most people are not very comfortable doing that kind of stuff. So it's hard for them to make friends at a conference without feeling a little weird. So with the internet, if you've been communicating with a group of people in a Facebook group a ton over the course of a few months or years, and you finally meet up, it's like you have a built-in group of friends. So these niche events are really coming up. And for these reasons, niche events have exploded. In fact, you can go to a niche event and have something in common with nearly every attendee. Whereas something like South by Southwest or CES, yeah, you have something in common that you're interested in general tech, but these micro-target events might be actually better for most people. So whatever niche you're in, there's small events around the world that you could attend that have a high chance of meeting lots of people versus one of those giant mega events. I was made very aware of this uh, a few years ago. And for three years, I lived across the street from this major JW Marriott here in Austin, Texas. And it had a very large and active events center. And I would always stroll through this hotel because it's just really awesome. So on my morning walks and stuff, sometimes I would stroll it through and walk through the convention center and just see what's going on. Just like check out the names and the doors. And sometimes you can even walk into events because they're not heavily guarded. And so I would stroll through events happening on random weekdays. And it was really surprising how many micro events happen all the time. And you just never hear about them. So here's some random events I would see. I would see a lot of gathering of law partners from around the country, and this could be from 10 to 50 people. And these are like really high paid law partners, and they all meet up just to hang out together every once in a while and get on the same page. I would see lots of insurance industry stuff. Like these are really boring titles and stuff like insurance IAA meeting regional Northwest, something like that meeting, right? Really boring stuff, but there's a lot of these. There was a lot of real estate stuff, a lot of real estate industry, little micro meetups. Uh, painters associations, plumbing associations, all that kind of stuff, realtor associations, trainings, all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of franchise partner meetings. You don't realize, but all these restaurants and chains, they're all franchises and all these franchisees meet up all the time. 
Um, my favorite random conference I went to was one time in Las Vegas. I was randomly walking through the Caesars Palace Convention Center and walked through this gigantic convention. It was one of the biggest conventions I've ever seen. And you know what it was for? It was for potato farmers. <laughs> it was one of the largest expo floors I've ever seen, and it was all potato farming equipment. How hilarious is that? And it kind of made me think that, like, holy crap, this is such a niche event, like potato farmers, but it's so big, and there's so much money in this one industry. It just really helped me open my eyes to, like, oh, there's a whole world of stuff out there. So the amount of micro events out there are staggering and sometimes far more productive than going to a mega conference. So anyways, in conclusion, the whole point of this was to show the declining value of speakers at conferences. And, you know, after COVID and all that kind of stuff, conferences have been eliminated for, you know, maybe two years, but they are going to come back. And I think that the way that they should come back is by focusing 30% on speakers, 30% on breakout sessions, 30% live workshops, about 10% assisted networkings. So I still think events will be a huge industry, but I think we will see a slight shift away from people coming just for the speakers, like that being the main attraction, to more facilitated friendship creation and networking, and then guided workshops. So this is just my thesis on conferences and where they will go after this era. And I hope you enjoy this. My name is Neville Medora. I will talk to you later. And if you ever want to join the copywriting course, go to members.copywritingcourse.com and join and sign up. And you can talk to me directly on office hours. You can work with me directly on Writing Wednesday. In fact, I am recording this from a Writing Wednesday right now. I wrote this post on Writing Wednesday and I'm recording it right now while we're on a call together with some of the copywriting course members. And what we'll do on Writing Wednesday is we'll all get on a Google Meet call and we'll silence our microphones. We'll talk for like, 10, 15 minutes, then we'll silence our microphones and then work together. And I know it sounds a little stupid, but the, the crazy part is I get more work done on these Writing Wednesday calls than I get almost any time in the week. It's because I'm sharing my screen and showing that I'm working and it makes me a little bit more self-conscious to slack off and just go on Reddit or something. And we all do work. So a couple of us will get together and work on these. And that's one of the things you get with the copywriting course. We also help you with all of your copies. You get uh, unlimited access to all of our training, unlimited rewrites and help with all your copies. So if you're having a trouble with the sales page, just post in the forum and several different writers will get back to you with feedback on how to improve it and oftentimes rewrite whole sections of it. And then we also have live office hours where you can ask myself and Dan questions directly. So if you want personalized help from me, people are like, hey, Neville, how do I get personalized help from you? How can I hire you? I'm like, you could just join the copywriting course to talk to me directly. So if that's something you want to do, go to members.copywritingcourse.com and I will see you in there. My name is Neville Medora. I will talk to you later.